Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. As I mentioned earlier, because of my schedule and when we have Sarah on, this is the first time that we have talked in 2023. Sarah Baker Hansen joins us. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? How was the uh, start to the year? I, I, I think I Great. I think I see more of your uh, husband. He's in a lot better mood than Nebraska basketball. Is on a nice little stretch here. So I'm, oh, he's he's in a very good mood about that. <laughs> so I'm glad things are uh, well in your uh, world. Uh, it is, yeah, it is great. It is National Chili Day. Beans or no beans? Mm, mm. You know, I'm a member of the Rancho Gordo Bean Club, so I think beans all the way. Hold on, is that real? <laughs> Yeah, it's real. What are the benefits of being <laughs> yeah. part of that club? Are there membership dues? Uh, yeah. I mean, you pay. They send you bags of heirloom beans and uh, a newsletter that looks like, actually, I have it right here in front of me because I just got a, <laughs> a shipment wow. for quarter 2023. And uh, this weekend, I'm going to be making a bath style bean and kale stew with an heirloom black bean so okay i think i i have to sign up for team bean right yeah okay <laughs> now yeah. now it makes uh perfect sense <laughs> how many places it doesn't, make, it doesn't you mentioned my husband matthew it makes no sense to him but, <laughs> but <laughs> if he, i cook it he'll eat it but he's very supportive so that makes uh, he, he plays is. his role very very well how many how many places in town that come to mind and i, I don't mean to put you on the spot just because it you know, we weren't preparing for National Chili Day, but okay, I'm that, used to it. that you would go to because of their chili. I know there's, you know, Runza promotes their chili, but is there yeah. any other place in town that goes out of their way to promote their chili? I don't know if it's a thing that gets heavily promoted, which is kind of a shame because I actually really am a chili lover. I love, I love making chili. I love eating chili that other people make, and I would. I would harbor a guess that over the past decade, I've probably judged close to 50 chili contests (laughs) around and about the city of Omaha. So I don't know. I consider myself kind of an amateur chili expert, if you would. Um, One of my favorite chilies that I don't think anyone ever talks about, no one really talks about chili other than Runza, I don't think, but um, Louie M's Burger Lust Mm. over on Vinton Street makes an excellent chili. And that's kind of a very under-the-radar spot i think not not very many people talk about it more people should but if you're looking for like a a really tasty homemade chili um i think that's one you should check out is so sharpie asked about beans no beans is there a meat that you're like nope uh uh-uh because i mean we get we get chicken chili we get turkey chili we get you know obviously regular ground beef i know some people use Mm -hmm. uh, italian sausage yeah is there any meat that you're like nope won't do it you know i think by and large um red chili made with some type of red meat to me, mm-hmm. is better, um, particularly in all those chili contests I've yeah. judged. You know, the, the white chicken chilies are often, no offense if you're a white chicken chili person, bland. Mm-hmm. Yes, and agreed. just don't have as much flavor and really need something like, you know, a green chili or or just more seasonings or more spices to, like, live up to the kind of fatty richness that I think comes from red meat. Um, 
I know this place is either closing or has closed, but uh, the Best Bison Restaurant closed. over on, I think, 76, yep. they had a really nice bison chili. Okay. Um, and I've had bison chili before, and I think it's a if you're looking for something that isn't quite as fatty but brings the, the sort of same flavor, I think a buffalo or bison meat um, is a good alternative to try. How many, con- how many contests a year do you get asked to judge food contests? Um, uh, it kind of varies, but I would say probably at least like a half a dozen minimum. I can't do them all because, you know, I have, I have, I travel quite a bit and, you know, I do have an actual, an actual real public relations job. (laughs) Uh, so I I can't do them all, but I love to do them when I get asked, whether it's a, a chili contest or, or a soup contest. I judged the VNA art and soup contest for many years in a row. Um, I think later this year, um, I'm going to be judging a chili contest at Oliver's pub, uh, which is one of my favorite ones to judge. It's really fun. It's very competitive. Um, people get really creative. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I like chili a lot. I, like I said, I really like making it. I make a lot of different types of chili. Um, my brother-in-law, uh, Matthew's brother, he's, he's also a chili lover and he has made elk chili for us before, Mm -hmm. um, Mm. which is just fantastic. So yeah, I don't know. Big fan of chili. I wish more people would talk about it, and I, I wish more people would make it. Last time we talked, I believe you were just getting ready to get on a plane to Mexico City, and there was going to be yes. a little bit of, uh, a little, obviously, a little work with the food, mm-hmm. too. So, mm-hmm. first of all, how was the trip? How did everything go? It's great. I had never, actually, I think this might be kind of surprising to some people, but I had never even been to Mexico, ever. Mm-hmm. So, this was like a big a big moment for me, me to go to Mexico for the first time. And I did post a bunch of photos on my Instagram of some of the food that we ate. Um, but it's, it's a super cool. I mean, it's obviously an enormous city. Um, I have a, a good friend from college who lives there with his family. And um, he had been doing, I would think, I, I think I can fairly say major reconnaissance work leading up to our visit. Um, <laughs> and so the first night when we arrived, he had planned a taco tour for us. Um, with four tacos in a row, um, uh, some absolutely delicious tacos, um, all different types. We had an, an al pastor, a flank steak, mm. a bone marrow with crispy chow mein noodles, Ooh, a baja hello. taco with shrimp, and a cochinita pibil, which is a wonderful pork taco that is made um, with pineapple. Um, and actually, that last one, cochinita pibil, is one of my favorites. And it is all over um, South 24th Street. If you wanted to try it, we have it here in Omaha. So, yeah, super fun. I'll post those photos. I don't think I posted them on Twitter, but I'll, I'll post a couple of them on Twitter so your, your listeners can see some of them. Uh, Sarah Baker Hanson joining us here on Mornings with Sharp and Hanley. Are we getting close to uh, what we're doing for uh, the bracket this year? We've done pizza. Oh, we've done we? burger the last two years. Have you, ever? have you announced publicly <laughs> what we're doing this year? I have not announced it, but in the next week or so, we are going to start um, teasing what this year's theme is. Um, We've already been working out our, we're going to have official regions this year. And the biggest uh, announcement that I'll share with you this morning is that we are going from an Omaha contest to a statewide contest. Oh, okay. Yeah. So... We're going to divide the whole state of Nebraska into four regions for our topic this year, which we've already done. Um, probably next week we will be uh, meeting for some serious bracketology <laughs> and um, doing some seating. 
And, uh, yeah, I'm super excited. I've been uh, – uh, this is really cool. Uh, you, you know I love traveling around Nebraska, eating and drinking. And so I've already been visiting some spots uh, in greater Nebraska, in Lincoln, um, in preparation to pull together some stories um, for this year's for this year's food contest. And yeah, we're going to, we're going to be promoting the heck out of it. And we're super excited to, um, to start teasing what it is. So um, starting in the next week in bracketology, we always talk about how people, you know, whether we're talking Creighton or any other school that we follow can improve their seating. Like if you are part of this bracket, you know, is it going to take a, a visit and just the overall hospitality that can improve one seating or is it just going to be all about the food? Um, I think it's going to be it's it's just a little bit of a different contest this year, um, and I think it's going to be really fun to see um, kind of as we move just from an Omaha based contest to a mm-hmm. statewide based contest. I'm super interested to see um, how we can engage with diners across the whole state of Nebraska. Um, as we've talked about many times, there are some great food across our whole state. Um, sometimes doesn't get as much love as it should. Um, so we're going to be really hoping to bring some attention to some um, to some places in small towns across the state, and hopefully inspiring people to get back out, um, you know, this spring and summer um, on the road around Nebraska and um, to actually try some stuff. So yeah, I mean, hospitality is always a big part of it. You know, it, it some people think of it as a popularity contest, but I think of it as you know a way to highlight some of the more talented individuals across our state who. Um, I, I'm learning from the preparation for my mm-hmm. stories that are going to be coming out that are doing some really cool, innovative, and interesting stuff. So, yeah, it's going to be super fun. Awesome. You are uh, on top of a lot of trends, and and this is this has been a trend, but gosh, I notice it more in the popularity. And I'm talking about hot chicken. So, if you go to mm-hmm. Nashville, like everywhere you go, Nashville is known for hot chicken. Hattie B's yeah. is the popular place. You can get, even get a fast pass to cut in line at that place. But in Omaha. It seems like Nashville hot chicken has taken off, and it's taken off around the country. Any particular reason why? You know, I think, I feel like it's really blown up here a little bit later than it's blown up in other places. Um, And I I do feel like there's one particular place, this Dave's Hot Chicken, which I'm sure you guys have also seen the lines around the block outside of this restaurant that opened on Saddle Creek a a couple months ago. I think people do really like fried chicken. I mean, that kind of goes without saying. And then you make it spicy. And I mean, honestly, it's sort of like what's not to like. I, I think <laughs> it's, I really enjoy it. I, I first had it at um, Block 16. I think they yep. make a, a mean hot chicken they and they've had it on their menu for many years. Um, their, their fried chicken is made with um, locally raised Plum Creek chicken. And their fried chicken, I would say, could go head to head with some of the best fried chicken anywhere and then you can add a nashville hot layer to it if you wish and it just like takes it to the next level so i don't know i think it's a fun thing to eat um sort of like you know to me it has the same sort of you know it's like a burger or you know any of those types of um kind of comforting but also Mm -hmm. the nashville hot part of it makes it kind of fun you know a lot of people probably you know maybe are trying it for one of the first times um as it becomes more popular but yeah i'm excited to try this Dave's Hot Chicken place, um, but I am not going to go wait in the line 
outside of a, a, a fast food restaurant on Saddle Creek. So I will be waiting a little yeah. while before I do that. Sarah, I do want to ask you, uh, now this one is going to be a little bit awkward for me because I'm trying to cut back on pastries. It's just, it's, oh a, weak, it's a weakness of mine. A did hard, you give it up, did you give it up for Lent? I, I did, actually. Huh? I did. Oh. I know. But I... I looked at the most recent review at, um, now you're going to have to help me with the name of this, at Tous oh, Les Jours. Tous Les Jours. Yeah, yes. good job. Okay, good, good. Well, so this so it, for, for people that aren't like me, that aren't uh, putting themselves through misery, uh, this <laughs> the pastries looked pretty good. Like, what can you tell me about it? Yeah, so it's really interesting spot. It is a French-Asian-inspired bakery. It is actually part of a national chain, um, but it opened in Omaha. It has... It has more than 70 locations around the country and then around the world, more than um, 1,600. So it's pretty popular. It also has more than 300 menu items. Ooh. And all of those menu items are like sweet and savory pastries. They make bread, cookies, cakes, uh, French macarons, and then coffee drinks and tea. Um, the Omaha location opened in June. Um, you can read about it on my blog right now at sarahbakerhanson.com. But it's sort of this interesting setup of like a self-serve, line where you kind of walk through and everything is like beautifully displayed in these cases Mm -hmm. and you just kind of have a little tray and a pair of tongs and you pick up what you want and um i knew there was no way i could do this one on my own so um, sometimes when i worked at the newspaper i used to bring in huge boxes of pastries and and ask people to try them and then send me their you know what were their impressions so i got permission from my boss over at um, m space and lovegren and uh, we recreated the moment uh, I brought, um, I think almost a hundred dollars worth of pastries to my coworkers <laughs> and in exchange, they got to eat them and share their opinions. Okay. And, uh, one of the real sleeper hits that I didn't, I just grabbed because I thought it sounded interesting was something called a honey cheese pancake, Ooh. which is a little, little, you know, like maybe the size of your palm of your hand pancakes made with sort of like a savory cheese like a, a chewy, a, like kind of a chewy texture. And that cheese kind of gets like caramelized around mm. the pancake. And then they're topped with like a drizzle of honey. And I have to say, one of the more interesting and delicious pastries that I've tried in a long time. So if you want to try something new that you've never had before, when Lent ends, go for that honey cheese pancake. <laughs> Hello. Hello. They, also have, they also have a bunch, and I think this is more kind of an Asian bent on pastries, but they have a bunch of pastries made with hot dogs and sausages. And you look at them and they kind of look a little bit funny, yeah. but they're actually really tasty, particularly this one that's called a Frank pastry. And so think of like a really good beef hot dog wrapped inside a full-size croissant that's like super crispy and buttery. It's like a high-end giant pig in a blanket. <laughs> yeah, we used to call I mean, those toasty dogs like in, uh, in elementary when we had toasty dogs exactly. on the menu. We were excited about that. <laughs> Except this is like a French buttery croissant. Yeah. Like, oh. it's really, really tasty. Jeez. And just, I don't know, we were talking about Nashville Hot Chicken, and I was saying how it's fun to eat. Like, yeah. some of these things are just, they're beautiful, and they're really fun to eat. And I think that's why this type of bakery is so popular now. Hey, we'll get you out of here on this, because I think this time of the year, everybody asks you, I know we have, about the best fish fries to go to. And you you are you say, nope, they're all good. I know if you want to know a place, I'll, I'll send you in a general direction. Okay. So I know better. I know better than to say there's a best fish. Fry. Yeah, yeah. I just, so, I know better. So this is, and this is like, this has become a part of, and it, it, it's, it's all over the country, but in mm-hmm. Omaha, there's like a passion 
for the Friday night fish fry now that we're yeah. into you know Lenten season where you can go to a place where the first time I went, I was like, well, this is awkward. I'm standing here with a pitcher of beer <laughs> next to like my kid's locker in the hallway of a school. <laughs> I leave smelling like fish, but boy, was it a great event. Yeah. So so will you be out uh, this Friday with uh, you know the fish-scented church basement and a, a PBR in hand? You know, I love the fish fry, kind of just the fish fry culture, like... It We're is. just talking about all the fun things. And that's today. what it is. Um, but it's really fun. I, you know, I mean, I think probably, I'm not going to say it's the best food, but I would say it's probably the <laughs> best known in Omaha has to be Holy Name. Yeah. Um, and it's one of the best known. We'll, we'll put it that way. And, um, you know, I've been to that one. We've gone to big ones, small ones. You know, I like to look at the menus before I go because there's some really interesting, <coughs> sorry, options out there different types of fish, pastas, different side dishes, you know, some Greek fish fries out there, uh, like at St. John the Baptist Greek Orthodox Church. So it's really fun to, like, look around, see what's out there, go try something that you haven't done before. Um, A lot of my friends, um, we always go to at least one or two. Um, I I would strongly advise that after you go to the fish fry, you either need to go hang out in somebody's garage or you need to go home and immediately get in the shower because yeah. you are going to smell like a fried fish. Yep. <laughs> Don't this try to go to a nice cocktail bar after you leave the yep. fish fry. This is very, very true. Get, everyone's going to be very angry at, at yeah. your arrival. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it has become a thing. Like it, it's, oh, yeah. It's, people have T-shirts. They have oh, costumes. Yeah. They go all over the city, even outside of the Omaha area. Mm-hmm. Costumes for a fish fry? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm missing out. People... When I used to do a series called Food Prowl, when we would go around and choose the best of various categories, we did almost 40 of them when I was at the newspaper, um, people always wanted me to do Omaha's Best Fish Fry, and I just always said, absolutely not. Like, I would not, can you, I mean, can you imagine the comments? Can you even imagine? It would be so brutal. (laughs) Uh, Great stuff, Sarah. We appreciate it. (laughs) Uh, Great to talk to you. And uh, looking forward to the big announcement of what the uh, bracket will be this year. That sounds awesome to include the entire state. We'll talk about it in two weeks. Hey, thanks, SBH. (laughs) All right, bye. Sarah Baker Hanson. You can follow her on uh, Twitter at uh, Sarah Baker Hanson. It's fish fry season. Oh, so Jimmy, as you have uh, moved into this community, you are in for an experience. Now, I'm, I'm excited. Don't. There are some popular ones that yep. do it really well, mm-hmm. and the line goes on and on and on. Pick and choose, like in your neighborhood. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I don't know if you're a religious man or not. Maybe the only time you ever go to a parish is once a year because that's their fish fry. Yeah, <laughs> but but you know, branch out. There's I've been to Fort Calhoun. They've got a great fish fry. That's the Cajun one, right? Yeah. Yes, that's good stuff. Yeah. If anyone has any suggestions, by by Fort all Cal- means, please email me. Fort Calhoun, uh, Saint Vincent de Paul, I think is a good one. Mary Our Queen is a very popular one too. Uh, yeah, there's there's quite a few. But this is this is a yeah, big no, deal. No. Costumes. That's like Rocky Horror Picture Show. I mean, <laughs> between now and Good Friday. I mean, Friday nights in Omaha, fish yeah. fry. The Creighton baseball have a fish fry before a game. Hey, my my birthday's nights. on a Friday. That might be a decent birthday yeah. thing to do. Huh? And the best thing is waiting in lines has never been more enjoyable. Because the best ones they know how to take care of. That's why I like the St. Vincent Paul one too, because they actually have like a a beer stand. They have like your your regular domestics. They have a couple craft beer, local craft beers as well, too, and you can get pictures of that. So, yeah. It's... But Sarah makes a good point. Check the menu before you go. Yep. Some places give you a little bit of extra. Mm-hmm.
Now I'm because you you will these. you will have to. Um, this sounds amazing. I do know a lot of them that if they don't give you like decent sized portion, if you want to like if you're still hungry and you you go back, well, you got to pay for that too. So it's not like all you can eat. It's what they distribute. At least the ones that I've been to. I haven't been to an all you can eat one. So just keep that in mind. And there's no no other experience like standing in your. The hallway of your kid's elementary school with beer in hand and yeah. chatting with strangers. Yeah. I was at one. I'm trying to remember. I think it was St. Pat's in Elkhorn. They actually had like scratch-off tickets that you could just hey. grab and, <laughs> hey, you might win some money while you're waiting in line, Man, too. Oh, this all sounds like San Antonio well, to me. It's a great opportunity for parishes to make money. Mm-hmm. And this is their one big shot for p- people that probably don't belong to their parish. Yeah. They'd come in and well, you charge six, 12 bucks to... Have dinner and, oh, and you serve beer and you have raffles and and COVID you know that right when oh, I thought you're COVID saying shut things down COVID. no right when <laughs> things shut down I mean it was right in, during COVID like the amount of money that parishes lost yeah. I know a lot of them were trying to do like contactless drive through ones but man it was yeah, that, yeah that, was, that, that was that was big it's just like yesterday getting the ashes if you drove up. Like, yeah. you know, you roll down the yeah, window the and you give the, they give you the blessing and then they put the ashes. Yep. And it's just not the same. Like nope. the, the, the drive through fish fry. No, Even you, though you can get a fish fry to go, but it's all about the experience, Jimmy. Right. Because the oh, rea- yeah, I the want the experience. Is, I don't want to drive through. The reality is you could buy what they're serving at your grocery store and eat it at home. But there's, that's not the point of going. The point yeah. of going is actually enduring a line that is extremely long yet by the time you get your food, you might be a little tipsy. I've been told that fish fries are a good place to uh, for single people in Omaha. Wow. Really? Learning so much today. Is that like going to the grocery store? Oh, you mean a nice lady at the grocery store or a library? Like my blue heaven? You can melt all this <laughs> yeah, stuff? Yeah, but in the grocery store, you can get away from someone. That is true. But like when you go to fish fries and you got to stand in line, yeah. where are you going to go? But, uh, yeah, I meant to yeah, the fish fry. I, I haven't heard that tale too much. Just like when people talk about, oh, you know, meet someone at the grocery store. How do you how do you initiate that conversation? It's probably a lot easier to fish fry, because yeah, you're just standing there, and after you have a couple of cocktails, you might have a little more liquid courage to approach said individual. Maybe you I've like never fish? seen it happen. I've never heard anybody say that they met someone at a fish fry, but I'm sure that story probably exists more than I, I realize. I actually don't think I've been now that I th- I'm trying to think because I did do the small town thing oh, out of college and radio. If you went to a fish fry. Yeah, I've I've, I've been around. See the pancake feeds. Uh, they had the, this guy called a waffle guy at a game I called once, and that was fantastic. Uh, Tom Becker, when he was here, he used to do his Friday show from uh, a, fish a fish fry. fry. Nice. Yeah. That just turned into complete debauchery. You guys had the wolf guy. We had the pancake man. Big thing. Is it still a big thing here? I don't know. I get confused. There's so many people that call themselves the pancake man. Yeah. Weegert calls himself the pancake man. Weegert calls himself the pancake man? Yeah, he got a lot of them back in the 90s. <laughs> All right, Steve Sippel coming up in a bit. Mornings with Sharp and Hanley on 1620 The Zone. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh.